When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And they are so dedicated to making this character cutesy that they have just covered her face in flour and frosting to the extent that my wife, who hadn't been paying attention, looked up from her phone where she was playing Hungry Shark, saw the little girl and goes, genuinely goes, did someone come on her face? And I paused the movie and I was like, Anna, what do you think would happen in this movie where a child had come in their face? And she was like, I don't know. You watch weird movies and left the room. That's that's one of the better Anna leaving the rooms. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> movie, movie, movie. Ah, welcome back to welcome God back Awful to Movies. God Awful, no, it's, I, he's dead. <laughs> you, I go. You, I'm, I'm the host. I'm he's, going. I, you we're in Seattle. Okay, now you go. You I go. thought we agreed. Okay, <clears throat> you go. <laughs> I'm going to go. Welcome back to God Awful Movies, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, so you don't have to. But this one you should actually watch. It's it's pretty Absolutely. great. One hundred percent. It's it's fantastic. I'm Heath Enright. I'll be doing a, uh, as you can already tell, very sloppy version of the Noah thing for today while he gets over a super bad flu. And sitting to my immediate left is some scotch from my scotch whiskey advent calendar that I got. Speaking of which, sitting 81 miles to my right is my amazing whiskey gifting friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Pretty fantastic, Heath. It was Scotch or Omaha Steaks, and I chose both. So, pretty <laughs> <laughs> excellent. That is how I sustain myself. So, tell us, um, me, what will we be breaking down today? We watched Christmas with a capital C. It's the story of an evil atheist lawyer who won't let a small town spend public money on a nativity scene, thus ruining their Christmas. But more importantly, it's about how good Christians rise up above petty differences and embrace other points of view. For example, they would never make this movie is something they wouldn't do. (laughs) And uh, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love Christmas and you hate literally everyone else, you (laughs) will love this movie. This is as close to God Bless America and No Place Else, the movie as I've ever seen it is the, the protagonists in this. Look, we talk about Christian movies all the time and we're like, oh, the how can they be the protagonists? I don't understand how they saw the good guys in this movie as the good guys in this movie. It's, it's very confusing. It's very confusing. And uh, is there anything you'd like to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, yeah, just to repeat myself again. Best worst protagonist. This is about a mayor <laughs> who doesn't want to include a Hanukkah bushel. That Would is you... the conflict of this movie. No Hanukkah bushel. It's a bushel? Is that what you... It's a bushel. Yep, Didn't it's a know bushel. that. And you'd say the mayor's the protagonist. 
I would say the mayor is the protagonist or it's one of those backwardsy things and Daniel Baldwin's character is the protagonist and then this movie's confusing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I want to get back to the bushel thing in a minute, but um, I'm going to say best worst choice of sport for the action scenes. They have, <laughs> they have like two, I think, action scenes in this. And the sport they chose was skiing, which sounds all right, but, but they didn't want to get too exciting. So they did not downhill skiing, but cross country skiing. Cross so country skiing. The sport of healthy grandmothers everywhere is the action <laughs> scene in this movie. Yep. Um, so what does a Hanukkah bushel look like real quick? Okay. So it's mostly bags of Jew gold and you wrap them with a big <laughs> string on top. <laughs> And then, so everyone chooses one, and whoever gets the Neugel only gets one coin. Uh-huh. Um, and then we do the blood rites and stuff, and that's just like family tradition thing. All but right. then, at the end, everyone dumps all their gold in, you play dreidel for it, and you start with an advantage if you got a good bag out of the bushel. It's a lot of fun, it's a it's sort of whole thing. Okay. There's an Agent that... Emmis episode about it. <laughs> that you would know my favorite thing about Christmas. what I just said? Like, 90% of our listeners are like, I mean, that could be true. <laughs> I'm going to need him to go ahead and break character. Tell me that the bushel ain't real. All right. I don't know which side I, I'm on. That does ruin I a Christmas kind of persecuting us. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. But first, a little teaser. We already mentioned it a little bit. Uh, two words. Daniel Baldwin. Get excited. Oh, if you like Alec Baldwin and you like old man makeup, (laughs) you will love Daniel Baldwin. Hey, Heath, you ready for your Christmas present? Yeah, I'm ready. What'd you get me? Okay, well, I was going to get you the family gift pack from Omaha Steaks. You were? Really? Yeah, I was, because, you know, right now for only $49.99, you can get my family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code GODAWFULMOVIES in the search bar. That's 75% off. Yeah, I love Omaha Steaks. I know, right? So good. Right now, (laughs) Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to our listeners. I mean, listen to everything that they get for less than $50. Two filet mignons. Yeah. Two sirloins. Two sirloins. Two boneless pork chops. Oh, I love those. Four boneless chicken breasts. Okay. Well. Four kielbasa sausages. Much, yes, yeah, sausage. Four burgers. Yep. Four potatoes au gratin. Yeah. Four caramel apple tartlets. Oh, there's desserts in there too. One Omaha steak seasoning packet. Plus, they get four additional kielbasa sausages free. Oh my God. I'm so excited with the extra sausages too. Right. But then I thought, wait, wouldn't my buddy Heath rather have me like donate to charity in his name instead? Uh, no, no, I'm going to stop you right there. He would not. He had, nope. Or maybe, maybe something homemade, you know, from no, the heart. Uh, no, you suck at making things. Everybody sucks at making things. Why would you want to give me that? But then I thought, no, I think he'll like the steak. Yes. Where is it? It's in the kitchen. Yay. Omaha steak. And if you want to make the people in your life this happy, go to omahasteaks.com, enter our code GODAWFULMOVIES in the search bar, and get a 75% savings. It's the gourmet gift guaranteed to be a hit. Who, uh, who are you talking to right now? I was breaking the fourth wall for the ad. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, defrost it this time, buddy. Don't tell me what to do! You're gonna get a cold tummy. 
I'm going to get a cold tummy. It's still good. You can do it right away. He's going to get a cold tummy. <laughs> Happy holidays. I'm sorry. What? Oh, boy. Here we go. See, back in my day, we used to say Merry Christmas wow, because we he, uh, made the Merry he really fucking loves Christmas. Christmas, was Jesus and Jesus yeah, alone. Uh, he and does this whenever Jew someone town, says you would turn him Happy around, Holidays, like say, get literally on every time. Fuck out of here, Jew. Huh. And I would say yeah. Merry yeah. Christmas, Mister Jew Man. See, the international Jew, he's the one who started the conspiracy. Oh, uh, wow, for international Christians yeah. all yeah. over the uh, world always gets to back to the international Jew Christmas somehow. The way they did. I, I don't really know. How does that under a tree? So uh, a he's a full on crazy. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's and full on crazy. You'd get under that hut, got it. and then got it, and and then they're turning the frogs gay with chemicals if you're okay. not careful. All right, uh, buddy, let's go. Let's go. I poop in a jar. Yeah, uh, happy holidays. Fuck you. And we're back. And we're back. Okay, what, again, well, if we had a whole talk. People are going to get confused. We said break. we agreed. I thought we talked. To- you agreed. All right. The, we need to settle the rock, paper, scissors. On the air. Rock, yes. paper, scissors. Ready? Rock, One, pay, two, two, three, shoot. Go. I'm a Vulcan dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm rock. Rock beats that. So I'm going. All right. And we're back. And uh, my PureFlix app is fired up, and uh, I'm happy to be reminded of David A.R. White's NASCAR-themed sitcom that is something that exists. Obviously, <laughs> going to watch that later. But for now, we're going to start off in small-town Alaska for Christmas with a capital C. Indeed we are. And... Again, there's just a montage of like small town cutesiness. It's like, oh, the, the potholes and hello, Mr. Jenkins. Are your pies cooling correctly? Oh, you know, they always do. I'm going to go ice fishing with my man. It's just, uh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get that like small town America thing throughout. They love it. Um, and we, we get to go past a sign that says Jesus is the reason for the season, obviously. But every time I see this, I just want to cross out Jesus and spray paint Axis Tilt or somebody to sneak in. Fuck with them. <laughs> Come on. But uh, anyway, so uh, we, we we see the small town and then we uh, pan over and we see uh, Jefferson Darcy from from Married with Children, uh, Ted McGinley. And he's talking with uh, a <laughs> couple jawbone. of 40 plus women in our audience are like, thank you. Oh, finally, someone gets the Married <laughs> with Children references that I need and love. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually the second Jefferson Darcy, whatever. But yeah, he's uh, he's just he's doing some building, he's doing some woodworking, and he's hanging out talking with a uh, a jawbone. Is it just a jawbone with hair on it and a person around it? <laughs> so that character will be Uncle Greg, and let me tell you, Uncle Greg is going to pay off in the best way possible. <laughs> we'll get to it. So, so they're they're small towning back and forth when who pulls up? But Daniel. Motherfucking Baldwin. Daniel Baldwin. And he's back to his small hometown Alaska after investing in Jew York. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh we learn very quickly that he's uh an old high school rival of Ted McGinley's character, and uh he's back in town because we see him with a, he's got a U-Haul truck, so apparently he's back for some reason, and uh he starts asking about Ted McGinley's wife. He says, how's Christian? 
Yeah. And he goes, she's fine. Our kids are good too. And I was just like, really? The actual interaction here is like, how, oh, how's your wife doing? Uh, good. I fucked her. I fucked her a bunch and she's mine. <laughs> mine. Now. Honestly, if Ted McGinley had run over and peed on his wife for the rest of this scene, <laughs> it would have been more subtle. Yeah. It's like, how's Chris? Measure dicks against me right now. My dick's already out. It's cold. Stretch flaccid. It's cold. Let's go. Stretch flaccid. That's the way to do it. Babies get erections. <laughs> he starts peeing on Daniel Baldwin. Dude, you're doing it wrong. I see. I know you're doing the pee thing, but. I don't know. You're... I thought we could open this up. <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> it's kind of like peeing a circle around her. You just pee on you. It, it works the same way. Oh, Think about it. see? Way ahead of you. The chess of peeing <laughs> on another dude. <laughs> which is my heartfelt biography, which no one has bought yet. So please <laughs> head to Amazon. It's getting to be the holidays. <laughs> Everybody check it out. All right. So uh now we move over to the son. His name is Cody. He's cross-country skiing because, again, cross-country skiing is the sport they chose to be <laughs> the exciting action in this movie. Yeah, I'm guessing curling was too high stakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we meet, uh, Ted McGinley's son. What, what's his, what's the character's name? He's, he's the mayor and Cody. The Cody's the son and what's the, what's the dad? Mayor Crampton. Something? Mayor Crampton. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we, we meet the son. <laughs> we meet the son and now we get to meet, uh, Ted McGinley's family. And uh, he shows up. We meet his wife. And, and cutesy propaganda daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. We also meet cutesy propaganda daughter. Good point. He walks in and she runs to him and she goes, Daddy, Daddy, I'm going to be the angel. And he goes, in the play? And I wanted her so badly to be like, no, I have cancer. Terrible, <laughs> terrible bone cancer. This is how we thought you'd like to find out. Have a cookie. <laughs> There's also this tiny moment here, and I want to know if you noticed it too, where he comes in and he's hugging the daughter and the wife goes, okay, now help me set the table. And he's just like, no, you're the woman. <laughs> yeah. Are you busy riveting metal? You set the table, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'll, no, I'll set it. And then you can fuck me to sleep with your giant dick. No, don't have. All right. Then you set it. Exactly. There's, there's a good amount of this gender role issue in the movie that they Go firmly, firmly on the, uh, the, the anti-feminist side of. And her reaction to this insane rebuke of asking for household help is, okay, what's wrong? Why am I covered in urine? He's just like, <laughs> nothing. Mitch Bright's here. He's going to take your vagina. He's going to, he's going to trick me out of it with a riddle. I know he's going to trick me out of your vagina with a riddle. My dick's bigger, by the way. We checked. What? We checked. And I peed Stretched. on him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know babies get erections? I don't listen to all your shows. That's very confusing. Well, you should listen to all the shows. It makes sense. Did we agree that babies get erections? Was that yeah? Is that where it landed? That they was on citation needed. I, citation I remember. Needed. I, I didn't remember that oh, okay. we agreed that they did. I, okay. I received many tweets that babies get erections. Babies get erections. All right. We got a strong many, response on that. Many tweets. Not expecting. Not expecting. Yeah. That. All right. Which is weird because we recorded that episode like a month ago. And so I had no idea why on a Wednesday everyone was just like, babies get erections. I was like, ah, <laughs> they found my internet history. But no, no, it was just the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they, they decide after talking about how her, uh, old high school flame and his high school rivals back in town, they decide, I guess, to invite him over for dinner. 
for some reason to, yep, to, to welcome him to town or whatever. And, uh, she decides to make stroganoff to show that they're not poor. Like he, he's this like rich lawyer and she wants to be fancy. So she's going to make beef scraps with sour cream. I, I don't know. It felt Jewy, like it felt like she was going to be like, well, I don't know how to make a Kugel or the Mato Ball <laughs> soup they're such fans of. And our son's foreskin is long gone. I don't know if we'll be able to feed him. I'm just. So we get a little more of a family time. We we get a little interaction, brother, sister fighting at the table. Ugh. And uh, then we, we uh, cut back to dad and the son having a little heart to heart talk on a snowmobile. Now. Uh, a snowmobile is for poor people and emergencies responders. Yes. Explain to me the appeal of a snowmobile. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've been on one a couple of times. They're pretty fun. <laughs> is it a dangerous open car? Is it, it's a motorcycle, right? It's like a poor, it's like a less suicidal motorcycle. Yeah. Kind, I mean, kind of. It's, it's like a, like a big, big motorcycle for snow. Sort of. Yeah. It's like a tank. Great. It's, it's on like a, a like a, tank type of track situation it's like a like a big sander i want to be in that guy's pitch meeting just like it's like a less suicidal motorcycle for snow all right sure we'll make them <laughs> who will buy them exclusively white people all right great <laughs> yes yeah, so they roll up on a snowmobile they're having father-son time and they stop at their truck and this is a little thing but I guess the plan is they're going to like load this snowmobile onto the back of their pickup truck at some point to take it back to the house. And he, he pulls just this tiny little plank of plywood off the back of the truck and just tilts it down and puts it. There's literally no way you're getting this snowmobile onto that truck. <laughs> thing. It's ridiculous. I really hope they tried and they had to cut a <laughs> tragic accident that happened because that thing is just <laughs> snap or shooting up in the air, hitting someone in the face. Something, something bad happened if they tried that. It's not the original Cody. It was another Cody who was <laughs> yeah, impaled a, on a spear of wood. Good chance that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but the general point is they're, they're going to start talking, uh, really, really awkwardly about how to introduce this, uh, Daniel Baldwin character and their, their backstory. Oh, yeah. And in the most sexist, objectifying way possible it's a he literally goes like oh we competed over everything mostly the ownership of your mom i won your mom and then he does like a little like woo gesture and the son's like yeah mom was an object to be won <laughs> yep and they, they literally they have like a man talk where he's like now tell me son anyone trying to steal your poon and he's like no my poon is fighting back and it's like oh uh, poon fighting back that old story gross Yes. Yeah, so, uh, from there, uh, we cut over to the local coffee shop and now, uh, Daniel Baldwin's walking in and he's gonna order a peppermint mocha at kids temperature, which is, I believe, 108 Fahrenheit. Is that right? Yeah. I don't understand what, um, why this scene is in the movie. <laughs> Seems like Daniel Baldwin has a perfectly normal coffee. Yeah. Order. Cafe uh, blah, 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 with soy at a hundred. I'm rooting for the Christians at this point now. This. <laughs> Disgusting. It is literally a point in this movie that he drinks soy milk. He's there. Everyone in this coffee shop, they, the music might as well stop. There should be an old timey <laughs> piano player who stops playing and turns around and looks at him when he says soy. Yeah. Honestly, the guy next to him is about to like break off the bottom of a coffee cup, like a beer bottle and 
stab him. He's not happy. <laughs> How did you even do this cardboard? How did you? You see. Practice. You see. <laughs> right. But the general point is that Daniel Baldwin is going around town offering business advice to local business owners. And I guess the lady behind the counter, Josie, is the owner of this coffee shop and he's figuring out how to get her more customers. Ooh. Yeah. Renounce God right now and I'll make it happen. I'll get you more customers. That's basically basically he the idea. Pulls out a giant devil scroll and a needle and an inkwell filled with blood. <laughs> I can sell you six lattes a morning instead of three. Yeah. All right. So uh, from the coffee shop, we cut over to dad and uh, his brother, Uncle Greg, and uh, they're getting off their boat. It turns out they run tours around Alaska is one of their jobs. And uh, <laughs> they are talking through how great Christmas is and how what a wonderful time of year it is, which it is. I, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. Who doesn't I love, love Christmas? Christmas. Yeah. Who doesn't like Christmas? Everybody loves Christmas. But they're talking through it. And then again, that the mayor character cannot stop focusing on Mitch Bright and the fact that he's coming to the Christmas party. He's just like, yeah, so Christmas is great. Anyways, Kristen invited Mitch to our Christmas party and I don't like his penis. <laughs> to the extent that I wrote in my notes at this point, does this dude think Mitch Bright is going to murder him and steal his gold? Because <laughs> that's how he's behaving. Uh, and he's the, this, this Uncle Greg character is the fucking worst. I hate him so much. He's like, he's the funny guy. Apparently he's like the funniest guy that uh, the people who made the movie know. It's actually, a, I learned later, it's a comedian named Brad Stein who, um, did uh, you not pay attention to the credits? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I want, okay, you're talking we'll about the end? Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll, All right. Uh, I, we'll, we'll get, get there. Yeah. He's, he was an apostle of comedy. It's the worst, but yeah, he's, he's horrible for the whole movie. He's just doing all his hilarious bits. Yeah. And, and we should point out that this person gets introduced to you a couple times a year, right? Cause someone will be like, ah, oh, Eli, you're a comedian. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you should meet Cranglepuss. And Cranglepuss <laughs> is fucking wearing a piano key necktie and he has like a hand buzzer when you shake his hand and then he like tells a rape joke that has the n-word in it and you're stuck with him at the party the whole time. Stop putting the funny people in your life with Cranglepuss. Yeah. That's that's this guy and he's going to be he's honestly he's like he's the main character I think. The people who made this movie, he's not like the protagonist in the traditional sense, but he's the main character. He's <laughs> in every scene, he's the worst. Mm -hmm. he's, he's definitely supposed to be the hero in a lot of these scenes and it's 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 heinous anyway so now we move over to uh daniel baldwin and uh he's arriving at their house for for the dinner they invited him to yeah for straw man dinner <laughs> yeah, right so exactly. we're at the dinner and he is just entirely going to speak in setups for the main characters of this movie to knock down except the people who made this movie are terrible, so all of the setups that they quote-unquote knocked down are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when, when he walked in, I thought the mayor was going to be just like fucking his wife on the dinner table, just like holding up a title deed for the house and the wife. Like, oh, hello. Just <laughs> put my dick in my property. I don't know if you saw. Here's my paperwork. Uh, you might want to sit in that chair, but I came on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Came on all the chairs except for my daughter's. Yeah, so... <laughs> Because I'm so, not a senator. <laughs> so, yeah, they have just this long extended, like you said, just a straw man talk. And J Daniel Baldwin's like complaining about how he hates God. And there's a lot of 
hocus pocus around here and you're too conservative. He actually says that. He says, yeah, you know, you're being too conservative. And I find this whole town's a little too conservative. There's a lot of hocus pocus. And the mayor goes, oh, do you mean the natives? You mean like the Eskimos and their ice and word gods? And it's like, whoa, no, no. I meant whoa. Christianity. What? Oh, what? No. <laughs> you mean the snow Snow N-words, right? Snow N-words. Well, no. <laughs> no, it's literally so bad. The response to this is, he goes, you're conservative. And Uncle Greg goes, Psh, you went to school in California. So what do you, it's just like, I'm sorry we didn't go to fancy dancy Berkeley. I went to the school of hard knocks. Add three numbers together. I'd prefer not to. <laughs> Think you're better than me with your fancy you college and your fancy leaving Alaska once in your life? <laughs> He's like, yes, I, I do. I don't get the question. That, I mean, that definitely means I'm better than you, though. He literally asked them when the last time they left Alaska was. And because these characters have never left Alaska, Uncle Greg is just like, oh, I've been too busy just building bomb shelters and believing crazy conspiracy theories. And I was like, because... Cause that's not a thing Christians do. Is that, what's the point? They don't know which, they don't know which side of the joke they're on or if there is one. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I wanted Daniel Baldwin to go through the conspiracy theories and Uncle Greg just keeps having to admit he believes it. And he's like, Oh, all right. I thought you were a 9-11 conspirator. Well, I mean, 9-11 well, I mean, was this is a bad the example. government. <laughs> okay. Well, didn't you post something about chemtrails? All right. But well, why would no, planes I mean... need to give out a vapor? <laughs> Okay, but what about the earth being flat? Have you ever been to the North Pole? It's not a thing. Otherwise, look at go up in a plane. I never have. But if you go up in a plane, the earth, it's not curved. Do you know they won't let a guy launch like his rocket because of this? He <laughs> he was going to prove it, and they won't let him do it. He has an Uber and everything. He has Google Maps. He'd be fine. Yeah, so uh, we get a little bit more of that. And we act. this, this is an actual thing that Daniel Baldwin says. He's supposed to be the bad guy. And he's like, okay, well, I'm just telling you that America, it's all about being diverse and loving and peaceful and tolerant. <laughs> and, and yep, I'm the bad. They're, they're arguing against that he's the bad guy throughout this movie. I don't understand anything that's happening. Yeah. The, the protagonist's response to America being about diversity, love, peace, and tolerance is look, and this is a real quote, look, just because God has been kicked out of the big city doesn't mean we throw him away here like last month's fashion magazines. <laughs> Which is a weird, weird little simile there. Such a weird conglomeration <laughs> of homophobia and atheistophobia, whatever the fuck. That, it's just like all this man's insecurities in a sentence just like. It's just the video clip of the councilman who doesn't want to be touched on the arm come to life in a movie. <laughs> yep. So so this all leads up to uh, Daniel Baldwin being like, okay, well, I've been thinking, I don't know, uh, our conflict seems kind of vague. I'm going to run for mayor. So now he's yeah. going to he's going to take on the Ted McGinley for, for mayor on the next election, which is apparently coming up soon. And uh, from there, it's time for Uncle Greg to get some more comedy shenanigans going. So uh, we're back at the coffee shop, and uh, he walks in and orders a, a black coffee, please, because he's a regular American. No soy, no bullshit. At 10 p.m. Yep. So he's working on Heath's sleep schedule. 
just up in the four, up till four in the morning drumming on his desk. Do you remember how we used to dance? <laughs> Sunrise is beautiful. <laughs> it is though. So yeah, he's in there and he's, he's trying to flirt with Josie, the coffee shop owner, and he's ordering in his black car. Watch me hammer the snail with my face right now. I'll do it. And you know, he's, he's not doing well. He's not doing well. Right. And again, this is supposed to be cute, but it's terrifying because he's just like, so maybe you'll go to the play. And she's like, yeah, no, I am planning on going. And he's like, cool, cool. There might be a chair there. You smell nice. Mm, you smell yeah, very can nice. I have some of your hair. Like my I want your hair. <laughs> like my mom smells. It's, no, no, just cancel it. Stupid. That was a dumb one. That was a dumb one. So, but my mom does smell nice. She like, does. Smelling bad doesn't run in my family. <laughs> so when I poop, don't don't watch me poop unless you want to. I'm so sorry. You don't have to watch me poop. I'll watch you poop if you want. How do I get out? Look, nobody pooped. <laughs> Honestly, they could pan over to Roy Moore just negging a tween at a mall. This would be less awkward. It's it's absolutely, it just, I was cringing the entire time. It's terrible. And uh, then it's back to little winter wonderland. Mm-hmm. So the dad and the son, they're walking through one of the cross-country ski trails. And the line, this is a small thing. But the line, the line that starts the scene is the dad saying, I just thought the algebra was always tricky. <laughs> so, like, really? Algebra, like, how the fuck is a letter a number? What the fuck? I thought this was America. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I so wanted 20 more minutes of him explaining why he is a full grown adult are confused by high school <laughs> algebra. He's the mayor. Look, I get it. If I'm solving for X, why doesn't someone just tell me what it is? Then no matter what, that's the problem is if someone does, you just torture them like Jack Bauer. That's the key. Uh, we let these people vote in our elections. It's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. But the whole scene is just kind of sloppy and meaningless. The only other thing that happens is the ski team coach walks up and they're like, Oh, hey coach. And the coach is like, you are a good person, Ted McGinley. I would characterize <laughs> you as good. Bye. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, hi, Johnny. You're my favorite customer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, from there, we head back to uh, the mayor's office. And we learn that somebody's making them obey the First Amendment of the Constitution. They got a little complaint. What? They got a little complaint about their nativity scene. And they are not happy. And this scene is fucking amazing. It's literally the, the character who's like the secretary who got the complaint. She's like, I don't know. Some asshole said, blah, 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 establishment clause, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and also I want to point out that it, it is literally like they go out of their way to be like, yeah, I mean, it's the nativity scene that we put on government property and use government money for, right? If I were making this movie and I wanted to appeal to Christians, I'd be like, oh, it's old Miss Schmenderson's nativity scene. She's had it since she was a girl and she puts it on her lawn. And then, you know, as Daniel Baldwin's mad about that, but they're like, nope, we took money from the orphans fund this year and we used it to build <laughs> exactly. a giant crucifix to nail Muslims to in case they ever come to town we fired several really good teachers but we do have this nativity <laughs> scene and we're putting it up 
Either way, I don't care. But yeah, we learned this. In, the, in their classrooms instead of the teachers. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we learn, of course, that it's Daniel Baldwin who filed the complaint and uh, they're going to have to deal with this. That's going to be the central conflict of the movie. Yeah. The central conflict of the movie is that the main characters don't understand the Constitution and don't want to. <laughs> yep. That's it. And now it is time for Uncle Greg to come back and he's going to take the news of this like a complete psychopath because that's his character. Yeah, we cut to them loading up a plane where they're about to give people a tour and he's like, (laughs) oh, this is how it starts. Let's just kill everyone who says God bless you if you fucking sneeze. (laughs) Yeah. We want to use tax money to pay for a guy to say God bless you to sneezers. That is... Is a smart thing. We are the good guys in this movie. I could do it. Christians, he also says the Christians started America. I will kill you. I am proving the point of the what? And, and what's so amazing is that the tortoises for their plane tour like walk up while he's like, I will not. I am the morning sun. You will not replace us. And he's like, oh, sorry. I was just angrily ranting about hurting someone. Get in a plane with me. <laughs> I will murder a Jew right now. Oh, hey, welcome to my airplane. Get, come on in. <laughs> yep. I hope you're ready for fun and excitement. You're not Jews, are you? I ask everybody. Good. Okay, good, good. Fun good. icebreaker. Are you a Jew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be a sign on a lot of the stuff in this town and a lot of the beginnings of a lot of scenes. Yep. So they fly off. They give those people a tour, I guess. And then we're back at the city council. They're having a little meeting about the complaint about their nativity scene. And and again, this is all supposed to be like, but we're just a small town. We would never make it to the Supreme Court with his Jew money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Remember? Remember when the Supreme Court was going by the, the First Amendment? Good old days when awesome. when that that, that would have been like yeah I could take this to the Supreme Court and they would have to obey the First Amendment and, and again I just want to clarify that the mayor character is like look he's only doing this because he hates me and I just wrote in my notes look this is a personal attack on me every Christian ever <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so they're going over alternatives I guess to their continued illegal nativity scene and they're like yeah i mean i guess we could have a happy holiday sign instead of merry christmas sign for example (laughs) the mayor's like fuck that let's eat a baby too no absolutely not we're not we're not changing anything vomit just i mean we could say happy holidays (laughs) no oh god damn it why would you even say that (laughs) so With that out of the way, it's time for some more child romance. (laughs) Yeah. So they're uh, they're meeting up on the ski trails again. Cody and uh, Sienna is her name. And Mm -hmm. she asks him if he wants to practice together. And he's very confused. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you mean race? And she's like, nope. I meant just, you know, hang out, train together. Battle? No. Race war? Nope. Same race. Also same race. But I... You went to race war fast. You mean the natives? No. No. See, single combat. Ski pole to the heart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, they have another one of those awkward, awkward interactions. And then we're back to the coffee shop again. And we're meeting some of the local townspeople. And they're talking with Daniel Baldwin about how to 
improve their their business. And again, the the villain of this movie is using his fancy Jew ways to improve the business of the town. Right. <laughs> and he literally like the mayor who is the protagonist of this movie comes like busting in the door and he's like, Hey motherfucker, I hear you hate Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He, he accuses him. He's like, you don't actually hate Christmas. I think you just hate me. And <laughs> Dan Baldwin's like, well, I mean, can it be both? Like, it actually it is both. Like I I actually I hate Christmas. I also hate you. I hate Jesus. I hate, I hate everything. You and I also don't like state sponsored religion too. That's they're both problems. You are part of the problem. It's funny. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, <laughs> right. But 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 of course it's a Christian movie. So instead, Daniel Baldwin has to give like a a monologue that's fifty percent the greed is good monologue and fifty percent someone's crazy uncle on Facebook just like. You guys don't know that I hate America and I've always hated America and I, you could call me a cultural Marxist if you will. And you know, blood and soil don't seem so good to me. Wink, wink. I mean, it's just the weirdest <laughs> strawman. But what I love is he gets through this whole crazy monologue of strawmanedness. And then at the end he goes, and it's pretty obvious by the fact that you don't want to include any other religions or the non-religious that you're bigots. And that sets the mayor. He's like, ah, nobody calls me a bigot. I, I am the mayor and I won't let you lose Christmas, you Jew motherfucker. <laughs> and then at the very end of this little speech, too, uh, Daniel <laughs> goes, Congress shall pass no law. And he <laughs> repeats the beginning of that little clause in the First Amendment. But then... The mayor, Ted McGinley, jumps in with the second part as this amazing rejoinder that nobody saw coming. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's two sides to that. Congress shall pass no law establishing religion nor inhibiting the free exercise thereof. It was like, you're not allowed to murder me and you're not allowed to murder me. Nailed it. It's so tie. It's a tie. <laughs> and literally, the, the real end line of this conversation is you and your fancy little shoes <laughs> yep. exact words. you and your fancy little shoes is what the good guy in this movie says <laughs> unless you're talking to a baby in a tuxedo you are the bad guy if you have said that sentence <laughs> but if it was the baby in the tuxedo thing it'd be pretty awesome yeah Unless that baby in a tuxedo is trying to stop you from putting up a manger. Because <laughs> he's a super FFRF baby. He's baby Blackwell. <laughs> all right. So uh, from there, we uh, cut over to the dad and he's talking with mom. He's all grumpy about all this happening. And they're walking in the beautiful Alaskan snow and talking about how he's he's all pissed about Mitch, Daniel Baldwin. Right. And this is supposed to be the like. I love, again, every Christian movie has to have a reminder that like success is bad and that the fact that you work at the gas and sip from 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. is really a much better life than being a, a lawyer or a banker or having attended high school for more than a year. So she, he's like, I don't know, wouldn't it have been better if I could have read or done algebra? And she's like, no, no, I, I, that's that seems dumb. But I, he's he's rich and glamorous, but he's also miserable and alone. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes, the Eli Bosnick story starts weeping. 
Yeah, the wife doesn't really know what to say. He's like, you, would, would I, would you like me better if I was rich? And she's like, pass? I don't know. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Boo. <laughs> who wants, who wants money? Right? <laughs> Crazy. And I mayor, have two bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing the mayor's saying, he's like, well, I just worry, you know, if I had gone out and got an education like that, I worry I, I would have stopped loving Jesus. She's like, don't worry, honey. You'll you'll never get an education. That's ridiculous. <laughs> of course not. Oh, and now it is time for my favorite scene in the entire movie. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> right, so we're back at the coffee shop and Daniel Baldwin looking straight up Alec Baldwin in old man makeup is is going to bring money and business into the town by inviting cruise ships that pass by to come to the town as well. So that's that's his plan and he's explaining that to someone. Yeah. And Greg, Uncle Greg and the mayor character, they come in, they buy their coffee and then the coffee lady says, "Happy Holidays. Not a good thing to say. Greg is. Oh man. Oh, Greg is already pulling off his high heels. Just you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> happy holidays. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's not happy about this. And he, he launches into this giant rant about the phrase happy holidays and how much it bothers him. <laughs> and again, this mon, look, if you don't watch the movies with us, just watch this monologue. There are so many amazing quotes in it. There's one where he says, uh, quote, there is really only one holiday that makes me happy. Well, me and 98% of America. And I wrote in my notes today, I learned 98% of America is Christian. <laughs> is that even close to what is it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> and would it matter if it was true? No, <laughs> no, it would not. But yeah, he he is livid, and he's given this crazy, sweaty, panting rant. It like he looks like me after I ate too fast, and he's he's going nuts. And he's <laughs> and Baldwin takes out his phone and starts videotaping this. And, yep. And Uncle Greg notices that he's videotaping it, and he like gets right right up next to Baldwin. He's like, "Merry Christmas!" Right in your face. <laughs> Like, yep. So, and, and again, it really is like those viral videos where the lady's saying something racist in the grocery store and the guy starts filming her and then all of a sudden she like centers herself on camera and she's like, I really want my great grandchildren to see me say the N word. Nah. <laughs> that is the protagonist of this movie. He also says right into the camera, he goes, Christmas is the only holiday in December. That makes me happy because you know that original line was Christmas is the only holiday in December and some gaffer was like, dude, Jews. And he was uh, like, that makes me happy. Let me finish. <laughs> this is definitely something that's happened in the life of this actor in real life several times. It felt extremely <laughs> genuine. Like I feel like he definitely has thrown hot coffee in a barista's face several times when they said happy holidays <laughs> to him. I'm sorry. And, and, uh, my Starbucks accidentally came in a cup that doesn't have the reason for the season on it. Would you mind drawing baby Jesus on there and then I'll take <laughs> it from you? Shit. Those fucking lesbian hands. I will stab you. <laughs> yeah. He, he has definitely, definitely had this problem with public ranting in his real life. <laughs> anyway, he finishes the rant. And uh, from there, it's time to check back in with the cross country skiing part of the plot. You guys remember about that? So Cody and Sienna are 
apparently practicing together. And they're about, they're about to, I guess, race each other for, for practice. And he says, the, again, this is a little thing, but he, he says one, two, one, two. And that's, that's, that's the, the, that's the count off. That's the count off. One, start race. two, one, two. And then they just go like, do they didn't, nope, nobody has done a single sport with any, so like, is it one, <laughs> two, zero, go, or? <laughs> has anyone counted to three in oh, this do, movie is I the was, question. Is it one, one, two, three, five, eight, how do they do it? No idea. Zero, one, <laughs> zero, one, zero, <laughs> zero, one, one. <laughs> yep, so they go on fucking two, and we literally are watching a cross-country skiing action scene. That's what's happening. So good. I guess they spent their lift ticket money hiring Daniel Baldwin. So we we went with cross-country <laughs> skiing. And uh we do... There's one little moment that I enjoyed in this. We get the best fall ever. The, the girl, Sienna, gets out in front of him. And she just, all of a sudden, just like crumples into a pile and falls <laughs> on the ground. Like sniper fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So from here, we get to, I think this is my favorite scene coming up. This is where Uncle Greg decides to engage in some uh, sweet, sweet child Christian propaganda in, <laughs> in the public square. Oh, this is amazing. So Uncle Greg has brought the little girl dressed as an angel into like the town square to sing Jesus songs. <laughs> yup. And I, I was so sure they were going to have Daniel Baldwin, like, just come in with a flying tackle while she's in the middle of her song. <laughs> Atheism. See, I wanted so badly for them to, like, show up to the town square. There's already a North Korean little girl there singing a song about Kim Jong-un and how awesome he is. And they're like, <laughs> all right, well, let them finish. And then, all right. Yeah, well, I mean, those, but we're only slightly exaggerating what actually happens in this scene. Daniel Baldwin shows up and he literally tries to pull the girl down from where she's standing. And he's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, little girl, you have to stop singing. You must right now. There's a, there's a preliminary injunction. I don't know if you know what that means, but legally <laughs> you absolutely must step down. He just starts wrapping her face in duct tape. <laughs> He, he might as well show up in riot gear and just blast the girl down with a fire hose. Like <laughs> He's just macing her like Occupy. <laughs> exactly. And again, they are, this is a, a perfect straw man for them to set up, right? She's singing a song and the mean atheist is stopping her. And instead of her going, actually, you're allowed to sing whatever you want, wherever you want. I mean, you just like time and place doesn't really apply to children singing. Instead, she goes, but I'm not government property. She practically turns to camera and goes, I'm just a sweet little girl who loves Jesus. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But Baldwin insists on pulling her down anyway and gets into a little bit of a, a little bit of an altercation with Uncle Greg and Uncle Greg like barely puts, puts his arm on him and he like flies backwards and tries to pretend he's been assaulted. Like, you know, of yeah. course, a, Jewish atheist, whatever his character is supposed yeah. to be, would do. He's like a less exaggerated Mike Cernovich surrounded by teenagers, just like, did you hear that? I'm being assaulted. Being assaulted. Yeah, my elbow. My elbow. <laughs> yep. And then from there, we go back home and we see them kind of like all excited about the 
little propaganda thing they did. They're kind of bragging about it. Yeah, mom's like, you boys using our <laughs> child as a political prop against your high school enemy. <laughs> but they're all psyched about it. They're they're celebrating oh, yeah. like like she sang in front of a tank at Tiananmen Square and like <laughs> won the game for the Christians. Yeah. So from there, uh, we go back to City Hall uh, and the secretary's I- explaining that <laughs> that Jewish people exist to the mayor, basically. Okay. This moment in the movie is so fucking incredible because she's like, well, I mean, we could just add more stuff to make it inclusive. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? Put up a Jew tree? Do they even have trees? What is I don't I heard something about a bushel, but I don't know if they were joking. He sort of slipped in and out of whether or not that was real. And then I Googled Jew bushel and a bunch of stuff came up and then then just Jew bush and a whole different set of websites. came. I don't want to get into it anyway. He literally says, I'm not making this up. He literally says, do we have to get the Kwanzaa? I don't even know what well, symbol I, I that is. I don't even is. know what What, do we put a black person up on the tree? No, no. What are you talking no, about? No. Oh, sorry. You bring this up at every meeting. I feel like you have a black person. You want to, no, I'm not. You, you do. Yeah. So at this point, I'm guessing because of that exchange, somebody on the movie was like, all right, well, now we need to hire a black person for this movie. So we're less <laughs> evil. So they do. And they find this ridiculous woman who's absolutely not from this town in Alaska. And just, I mean, by chance, she happens to have what appear to be like wooden braces from the 1800s. And when she talks, there's food flying ever. It's like a wood chipper when she talks. It, it's it's very upsetting. Very upsetting. Right. And, and her entire purpose in this movie is for them to go. Yeah. But um, because because the line here is literally so we're supposed to bow down to the God haters. Right. <laughs> this is a literal thing that a character in this movie says. And they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, there's the establishment clause and they find the most black person they know, which was obviously this character to go screw the establishment clause. The good guys in this movie <laughs> yell, screw the establishment clause at their town meeting. Yep. And then we cut back from there to the family and, uh, uncle Greg, he's helping out the, the little girl with the, with the Christmas play she's going to be in. Uh huh. And this is so that Greg can do more comedy shenanigans. Oh, he like the guy from the Apollo needs to just follow this guy around with the hook at all times. Like I would pay for that. It's the worst. Just rent a gong and follow this guy around and hit it every time he talks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whoever told this actor he's funny should be shot because he's like he does this Christmas story and I'm not going to bring you through it step by step. But like he's doing the Mary gets raped moment and it's like. She's, he's like, say your line. And she's like, don't worry. I come with good news. God's going to rape you. And he does like a modern girls would be like, actually, I don't want to get pregnant right now. But luckily for me, Mary was like super, super cool about it. She was like, make my day. Get it? Like Clint, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's given an example of like a, bad thing is like a modern girl would be like oh, I got sexually assaulted by a ghost and now my husband's allowed to murder me with rocks and I don't like this and he's like well but that's what that's what a modern feminist would say which is gross but Mary was cool so women yeah. right <laughs> right and and the book and Cody turns to Sierra who is there to like 
pick up some dick from him and he's like oh sorry my uncle's so embarrassing she's like actually really like this weird rape play that your uncle and your (laughs) child sister are putting on it's fun (laughs) yeah well i mean she's she's trying to she's trying to get some some cody dick so she's been clearly she's just like faking being charmed by the uncle and the the little sister like like meg ryan in the deli basically so now we're back at the town hall meeting and we've had a break from them saying that they hate the establishment clause of the constitution and they're doing the aw shucks I'm just a simple happy chicken section of, <laughs> of you know Christ is the reason for Christmas and and this is where the movie is supposed to take a turn, but it doesn't, right? This is where the mom is like, hey, you know, what if we worried less about our rights, even though they're totally trying to take away our rights, and more about other people, which, again, is so close to a good message, except they need to point out that, like, look, we're totally right, and the atheist Jew bastards are totally wrong, but we should probably you know, <laughs> focus on goodwill towards men or something. Maybe we should, like, know. help the poor or whatever. Should we stop making this movie? Yeah, we probably should, but we're not going to. No, we're not going Boo. to. Boo! <laughs> so they, ra- they wrap up their little meeting, and uh, the family wraps up their little skit, and Cody and Sienna walk outside, do a little more really, really awkward flirting. Oh, it's just the craziest thing. And, and immediately when they get outside, he's like, uh, hey, could you... Uh, not tell anyone at school that my uncle is a schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah. Right. She agrees to not tell anyone only if Cody will race in the Christmas cup, which is the yeah. race that they're setting up as a useless piece of plot. That's going to happen at the, the end, I guess the cross country skiing race that <laughs> right. will be the peak of this movie, the action packed flat ski race that they're going to do. Exactly. So from there, uh, it's time for a little Christmas montage of Christmassy stuff happening in town because they've revived it. It's Christmas with a capital C. Yeah, it's a coy Christmas montage. See, they've decided, you know, they're not going to fight for this anymore. Instead, they're going to make signs that only hints at being Christian-y. You know, like cupcakes with a C on them, or who wants to buy an angel for a kid whose parents are in prison, or have a hot chocolate with a capital C. You see, it's it's sneaking religion into people's life. <laughs> exactly. Said the good guys in this movie. Yup. And uh, we're also giving away boxes of food to poor people in the town and doing, like, you know, good... Christian with a capital C, how Jesus Christ would do it type stuff. One little mm-hmm. thing, though, they give away a box that has some Pepperidge Farm cookies in it, and it's the Ginger Man cookies, which that's the worst Pepperidge Farm choice ever. Like, seriously, fuck what? this movie. Are you serious? It's Brussels or Milano's. End of conversation. You don't... Oh, Milano's aren't cookies, though. Milano's are like a whole dessert. They're Ginger amazing. Man cookies are cookies. What? Are you seriously going on record supporting You're, Ginger Man cookies as as a, a good choice from I the entire happily, Pepperidge Farm collection? I will happily take a Ginger Man cookie. I will give out Ginger Man cookies to your whole family. That's what I'll do. I'll send everyone you know and love this a Ginger is, Man cookie package. Everybody, tweet. this is racist. This is ridiculous. <laughs> tweet, tweet at Eli. He said something racist and especially the Ginger Man thing. All cookies matter. <laughs> Yeah. So, but anyway, the the point being that they're doing their little like letter C 
thing. I, I don't get that. Like, it, it's the the letter C by itself is supposed to be like vague enough that it's it's not just for Christmas. It could be like the alternate spelling of Hanukkah with a C or like right. Who again? I thought the last scene was going to be a turn where they were like, hey, maybe we just embody Christian values and be kind and love other people, even though that's not what Christ talked about. He mostly talked about the world ending and, and beating up olive trees and the old laws and shit like that. But, but hypocrisy aside, I thought that the turn was going to be, no, let's just be kind. But what it turned out to be was like, let's be sneakier so that the Jew lawyers can't come for us. <laughs> It's like when someone tweets, I hope you have a strong neck at me on Twitter. I'm like, I get it. I get it. You don't want your account suspended, but we all know. Wait, we all know. Strong neck? What? Yeah, it's that threatening to hang you. What the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, we have very different Twitter experiences. We do. The, the Onion never does anything about hanging. Wow. I'm going to put them all together into a big <laughs> montage to All Star. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> good time all right all right well uh from there we cut over to the coffee shop one more time and now uncle uncle greg's walking back into the coffee shop and he's holding a he's holding a giant roll of, of uh of paper towels as if to say like hey josie you might have to take a massive shit in the back i brought an entire roll of paper towels that's what i thought was gonna happen <laughs> but instead he's there to apologize for he's like hey you remember when when I acid attacked you for saying happy holidays and then I, <laughs> I stood on your chairs while I'm going to wipe off the chairs. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also, we also get a scene with the daughter again and she's decided the, uh, the little angel daughter who is singing, she wants to make cookies for the guy who maced her and <laughs> riot gear shielded her out of her spot where she was singing. <laughs> and, uh, she, you know, to, to be a good Christian. Right. And they are so dedicated to making this character cutesy that they have just covered her face in flour and frosting to the extent that my wife, who hadn't been paying attention, looked up from her phone where she was playing Hungry Shark, saw the little girl and goes, genuinely goes, did someone come on her face? And I paused the movie and I was like, what? Anna, what do you think would happen in this movie where a child had come in their face? And she was like, I don't know. You watch weird movies and left the room. <laughs> that's that's one of the better Anna leaving the rooms. I like it. I like <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> right. So she wants to make cookies for Mitch Bright and mom realizes or starts to realize, oh, right. Mitch Bright has actually been nice to everyone except for those who define nice as violating the constitution maybe we shouldn't have been a total dick to him from the moment he arrived in our town <laughs> exactly so that's kind of going to be what they're, they're going to be like eh, better they're going to be the better person they're going to do the christian with a c thing so the next scene is them driving up to baldwin's house mitch bright's house to give him the cookies Oh, man, if Mitch Bright just walked out on his porch and shot them for trespassing, just blam, credits. How, here's the question, how would the people watching this movie feel about that? They, they would have no idea. They'd be very conflicted. <laughs> They'd be very conflicted. It's Daniel Baldwin and the Mandalay Bay shooter just hanging out, talking politics on the porch. <laughs> Uh, I, when they walked up to the door and she was like looking in the windows to see if he was there, I just wrote, please let a black hooker answer the door. Please let a black hooker answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, she she can't find him though. Uh, Daniel Baldwin's not there, and she leaves the cookies on his doorstep and gets back in the car with her mom. Right, and she's she's a little sad because she was really hoping that she'd give cookies to Daniel Baldwin and he'd change religions. <laughs> Mom's like, honey, he'll totally change religions when he tastes those cookies. Trust me, it's gonna be great. <laughs> so now they have a a nice little prayer scene which shows. This is the most, this wins the award for most passive aggressive prayer we've ever had in a movie. It's literally like, dear God, I pray for Mitch because God made him grumpy and God never lets grumpy grumps win. It's just like, no, Hitler was a real sourpuss. Let's pray that Jesus reaches down and gives him the courage to pull the trigger on him and Ava Braun. And also, I pray for Republican mayors. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and on that gripping note, we're going to take a quick break. Um, well, I mean, is that the end of Act Two? Are there are there acts in this movie? I, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to give Act well, whatever the hard sell. <laughs> Will Daniel Baldwin find the Christmas spirit? Are there any Jewish people in this town? If there are, what's the town plan to get rid of them? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the Boxing Day-esque disappointment that is Christmas with a capital C. Well, if it isn't Rich Menderson, my old high school rival. Ted Hutchinson, how are you? You still married to that hot piece of ass I wanted back in high school? You bet your dick I am. Hi, I'm actually right here, uh, the one you're talking. So what brings you into town? Trying to fuck my wife because she's mine. Mine. Maybe I will. Maybe I will fuck your wife. I don't know. That I'm here. You can't talk about. No, nobody cares. Nobody fucks my wife but me. Me. You ready? Gross, honey. No, I licked her. You still want her? You still want her? No, Uh, gross. Okay, whatever. Fine. You keep her. Yeah. Disgusting. I win. This is, this is fine because I'm a Christian. Why aren't you birthing? <laughs> and we're back and again. We're back oh my god! You, we said, you, "How you. did we not agree?" It was so clear that it was me who doing this part. I was a Vulcan dog. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back again. When we left off, Man Sarah Palin and his daughter were praying to make America great again. And now it's time for a judge to examine the scene of the crime. Finally. Make a ruling on this nativity scene. Right. She's examining the statues to see if they're religious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, what she was expecting to see. They are terrifying and ugly. I don't know what, what was wrong with the faces on them. They were ridiculous. Right. And we were very much supposed to believe that these were beautiful, right? Cause he's like, yeah, they were carved by a man who worked in a workshop and all he ever did was make lumber. And it's like, yeah, I could tell these are, these are bad. These are bad <laughs> statues. Yep. So the judge sits them all down. She's like, all right, so here's the deal. On the record, this is a giant waste of my time and taxpayer money, just like the crash. <laughs> on, the, on the record, this is a really bad movie. But off the record, I'm actually, you know, a Jew for Jesus. Have you guys seen the unexpected bar mitzvah? I would really prefer not to rule against this. So yeah, you guys, I mean- you know, you figure it out. I need to ask around, but I don't think 
off the record, the judge is supposed to tell you that they love Jesus and that they <laughs> really wish that no. the law wasn't what it was. <laughs> no, there's no honor. You're just not supposed to do that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, also, I love her three options here. Yeah. Option one, include Jews and Muslims and blah, 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 blah. Uh, am I right? Anyways, second option, <laughs> you sell it to someone as a tricky tricky and then you put it in a park, you know. And then the third is like, don't put your religion as part of the government. But like, who the fuck wants to do that, right? Huh? With, none of those are okay with, with these <laughs> Christian people, though. They're all, yeah. all three of those are unacceptable to us. In fact, you're probably a witch and we might burn you is, is the response. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, the the basic idea is they're, they're going to have to try to work this out themselves or else I'm going to have to rule on this. And like I said, on the record, there's laws and you're obviously wrong. So And off the <laughs> record, I wish there weren't laws. But off the record, I wish there weren't. I'm a federal judge. Yes. So <laughs> Donald Trump appointed me because he likes my blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... From there, we check back in on the townsfolk and them figuring out how to get more business along with Daniel Baldwin again. Yeah. And the the plan is specifically now Daniel Baldwin is going to bring a, a cruise ship into their town more often or whatever. And two old guys are like, oh, well, that's going to bring us like old ladies to, and we can fuck them. So Mitch for mayor and they're wearing like yep. Mitch Bright mayor buttons and they're going to vote yeah. for him. I just wrote, great scene, necessary scene. <laughs> and then we get a, a quick scene between the mayor and Mitch where Mitch is like, hey, do you want some help tearing down the platform of the super unconstitutional thing? And he's like, no, no, it's a porch. Can't stop me from having a porch. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm going to leave these planks of wood here for spite. Deal with it. You're allowed to leave wood wherever you want. And honestly, like, seriously, leaving useless planks of wood in everyone's way that might hurt a child, that's Christianity. And like, fuck a kid and dehumanize some gay people. That's Christianity right there in a nutshell. You got it. I've decided to write some hate speech on these planks and just leave them here. All right. So, so now we get to check on Daniel Baldwin's lonely, terrible, sad life, which, um, <laughs> So and I just want to say, the fact that this is very similar to Heath's life means nothing, okay? It's no. just a coincidence. <laughs> Lots of people sit in the dark eating pizza. It's got nothing it's, to do with atheism. I don't like phone calls. Maybe just, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> it seemed, you, you know, it seemed not, it seemed peaceful. He was just hanging out, eating pizza, like you said. I mean, maybe turn a, a light couch. on. Maybe turn a light on. He did have a couch, absolutely. But Fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> It's supposed to be this like terribly depressing thing. And he's just sitting by himself, believing in nothing in the dark. <laughs> Pan over this, the Grinch shooting up heroin in the other side of the room. It's so <laughs> stupid. Getting blown by pre-revelation Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> but meanwhile, the Christian house, they're playing board games and having fun. And I just want to say that my extended family all live in the same town and they are mostly godless and play board games and have fun. And, and Thanksgiving is just like that for me, despite not having a God. And it would be like that every day, but I'm not allowed to move to Cleveland because my wife hates me. So I'm just saying you don't have to have God to play board games. You can have, you can have fun board games too, but not Settlers of Catan. <laughs> Fuck Settlers of Catan. Oh, do you not like Settlers of Catan? What's wrong with that? No. 
No. Look, there are three board games that are a cancer on earth. One, apples <laughs> to apples, which is not yeah. funny people Th- pretending to be game. funny. That's a bullshit it's literally, game. Literally, we are not funny. The game. <laughs> then there's Cards Against Humanity, which, which is, is that, but with swearing. Cards. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like, ooh, look how edgy I am. Two M words sitting in a bug. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck. If you can't tell your grandmother to fuck herself, don't use a card game to do it. I know they do lots of nice things for charity, but it's the scum. <laughs> and the third, the third is Settlers of Catan. Cause there's always what? some asshole and he's always like, you want to play Settlers of Catan? And you forget how it's played and how long it's been. So you sit down and nine and a half hours later, I've got a handful of wool. I've got more wool cards than they fucking printed. And I need some brick and my asshole nephew won't give me any goddamn brick. And I can't build any roads because my niece whore has put it in the middle of my way. And the fucking robber lives on my land for an hour and a half. The, the our robbers on me. Nobody else robs, rolls a fucking six or whatever it is you're supposed to roll to get his ass off my land. <laughs> so, so what you say it is you beat your children, nephews and nieces at Monopoly, but not Settlers of Catan. And, no, and not a Monopoly. That. I need a game that involves a lot of luck or Pictionary. <laughs> I'm good at Pictionary because <laughs> my wife gets me. <laughs> All right. So anyway, point oh, is, but also fuck Pictionary with people who've been married for 40 Wait, years. Like you draw a single line and Uncle Larry's like Bethesda sailboat? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and your long, deep connection. I could draw the Mona Lisa and my wife would be like woman hat. I don't even like the Mona Lisa. I don't think it's a good... And I, we're, yeah, I feel got, like we're getting off track. It's a 3D painting. You gotta, like watch off track. you gotta look at both of them. <laughs> Alright, so... Would be, they're just trying to like show us that Daniel Baldwin is atheist and sad and weepy by himself in the dark and this Christian family is fun having Monopoly together, game night, whatever. And we also get a little nod to Donald Trump, I guess by accident. This is like a 2011 movie, but no, you know, no. Christmas with a capital C is from 2016. Is it? Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, wow. That makes it worse that they referenced Donald Trump there. 2011. I mean, it's from 2011. Okay. That's, isn't that exactly what I said? I thought that was exactly what I said. That is exactly what you said. Take it back. I'm going to say exactly. (laughs) But so yeah, the, the, the scene's about to end and it's just like, all right, your turn, your role, Donald Trump. And I mean, it's, he's, he was in 2011, even then he was already the guy who ruined Atlantic City. I feel like it was a bad reference either way. (laughs) He's a game show host. (laughs) He, He was a game show host who, again, just, destroyed that like realistic monopoly board at this it would be like cardboard boxes instead of houses and hotels in atlantic city it's a terrifying place yeah but it's weird now that he's president i'm like wait did the christians always think of him as a politician did i miss it because i remember being like isn't it funny that the game show but now he's the president maybe i he was always the president did i did i dream obama Ugh. Well, there were rumors of Trump running for, for president before this. It wasn't, this wasn't the first, this is the first one that actually, where he like materialized. And this is the first time he became first. president. Yeah. I, I caught uh, This is the first one. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Great. Can we get back to this Christian movie? So, right. Can heal so, the movie. Anyway, so dad, dad and Uncle Greg <laughs> go out to find. So they go out to find out just how much Jew, cause they're plotting and they think that maybe 
Daniel Baldwin is is actually not super rich because the little girl says he she looked in the window and he didn't have any nice things. So they're going to fly in their plane to, <laughs> I assume, New York City to go ask around about Daniel Baldwin. Yep. So we get the, the two brothers. We get Uncle Uncle Greg and, and Mayor Mitch flying together. And uh, Uncle Greg, <laughs> Uncle Greg goes, would it kill you to let me be the pilot one time? And Mitch, and this is a very reasonable thing. He's like, yeah, maybe because you're an insane person. You literally smashed your head on a dining room table when you got excited earlier. You ranted in a public. You're, you're a crazy person. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> to which he responds, I have to pee. <laughs> like, I wanted to be like pull over uh, okay. on the side of a highway and he's just helping the crazy <laughs> uncle pee like he's a fucking six year old. He pulls over in the sky and the uncle just <laughs> steps out of the plane. It's just peeing on a, <laughs> on a cloud. Yeah. So, so they, they eventually land the plane safely, fortunately, and they go to this law firm where, where Daniel Baldwin used to work. We find out that Daniel Baldwin no longer works there. They, right. they put all his money in Bitcoin right before it crashed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Somehow they they walk in and they set up a meeting with some other guy at the law firm and the guy's like, yeah, like can't really tell you too much about it, but he did lose some money in a bad investment. So let's just say he had a friend named Ernie Badoff, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, maybe something like that. And uh, also weird thing, the crazy uncle has a legal pad in front of him that he brought and also a large knife that he's opened up and put on the table. They're in a conference room of a, of a fancy law firm and he's got an open knife on the table, like a hunter's he knife. He has like a crocodile Dundee knife just on the table, Absolutely which means they insane. missed the scene where they were talking to the guy and that guy started to play the game with the guys on the boat in between his fingers. And he's just like, <laughs> hey, all right, sure. Let's talk about Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> You seen aliens? Put your hand right on top. There you go. There you go. We're <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> so the only other thing that happens here in this scene is this young lawyer who kind of won't tell them anything about it except the thing with the with the bad investment. He says Daniel Baldwin's no longer working here, and he takes out a, a huge wad of cash that was apparently just like sitting in his wallet, like ten grand in hundred dollar bills, just sitting in his wallet, and. <laughs> Tells tells Uncle Greg and, and Mayor Mitch to to give this to Daniel Baldwin because he probably needs it because he's probably poor now. Right. And he gives him this giant stack of money and he's like, hey, when you see him, give him this money. Tell him it's for the coke. <laughs> <laughs> right. And because uh, this movie has about 12 seconds of plot, it's time to sum up that scene in the next scene. Right. And there, the, he's basically telling his wife that Daniel Baldwin is broken and it's all bad and then he's like oh or or we could run him out of town on a rail and she's like oh you silly goose you wanting to victimize the man who came here with nothing and just asked you to obey the law (laughs) and then the kid walks in cody and he's asking dad he wants basically wants to talk about his heterosexual feelings for a member of the opposite sex. Yeah. And it's hilarious because he's like, I don't know. There's this girl and she's always trying to beat me. But then she's a girl, so she can't 
she can't ski as good as me, obviously. And I, I blamed myself. And then the plot of the movie happened. Let me know. And then, and then uncle, then uncle did a play. Just tell me when we're at 50 minutes. Cause that's about how long we need the movie to be. And he's like, uh, 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 son, let me stop you right there. It's not the race she wants. It's your dick. Your dick. Yeah. So what would they teach you in sex ed at school? Oh, they taught me literally nothing. Okay. Good. 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 So <laughs> I'll teach you about what's going on with this girl. And, and it's, yeah, it's extremely sexist. Basically dad's like, well, she's just a girl. And you know, you know, the way her vagina slows down her skiing. It's a lot like that with the brain. It's pretty much the same thing. It's the wind resistance from the flappy. It, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's very in flat, the wind. Yeah. It freaks so me out. Also, is she hot? I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, scratch everything I said. She is? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. You can win her. So, yeah, win her in the race. The Oh, God. The cross-country skiing race that we've been setting up this whole time. Boo. So now it's Boo. time for the race. <laughs> uh, I want Mitch to come in and ruin the race because a kid prays he wins beforehand. And he's just like, no praying. <laughs> Shoots the kid in the back of the head. <laughs> The coach starts to pray with the skiers and Mitch just like <laughs> rappels down on a rope with the ride police. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we get a cross country skiing race now. I for a while. I refuse to watch the scene. <laughs> I refuse. It was no. Nope. It was really rough. It was really, really bad. Oh, did they ski? Did they cross country ski? They, 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 it's walking with big sticks on your feet on flat land, essentially. I mean, I know in real cross country skiing, there's some downhill parts, kind of not very, a lot, but yes, there's some. No, of no, 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 no. Don't you do that apologetic shit. <laughs> Cause everyone does that when they have a lame sport. They're like, oh yeah, let me see you score a 12 do donk do donk in curling. And I'm like, it's still dumb. Okay. You can be bad at something that you're good at and it's still dumb. It's still a sport that's basically the same as like the major sport of Florida retirement homes. Let's, let's be realistic. <laughs> So, yeah, we we actually watch a very long cross country skiing race. The editing is really, really, really rough. They, <laughs> the two lead characters, Sienna and Cody, actually can't ski at all. They can't even cross country ski at all. No, so they cannot. It's just, it's just a bunch of extras, clearly from Alaska, who can actually ski, but then occasionally a shot of like Cody or Sienna's head, and they're just like. It's it's just his face passing the same cactus over and over. It's <laughs> so bad. So I wanted the the bear from Ski Free to come out and like eat one of the other skiers. <laughs> yeah, if I were to describe the camera work of this scene, it would be buffering. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So we get after maybe I don't know a half an hour of this. The finish to this race and Sienna wins by a little bit. Cody comes in second. Yay. Blah, 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 whatever. And never matters. That doesn't have any effect on the rest of the movie. That's just over now. Like everything else in this movie, that's just over now. <laughs> yep. Right. So now it's time for the Christmas pageant. Oh, this, this, this is fun. <laughs> right. And this is the craziest thing. First of all, the, in the Christmas pageant, they're all sitting in what is very clearly a church, and they are all holding open flames. Yeah, every single one of them has a candle. This is extremely dangerous. There's no way they're not burning themselves. <laughs> but uh, we're also getting a crosscut with uh, da with Daniel Baldwin being all depressing and sad, and he's on his little couch again. He's eating like 
sadness brand sadness crackers in the dark again. It's really <laughs> terrible. It's like it's like a commercial for like French atheism cologne, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's naked and shivering. It's, it's really weird. So he he's all sad, and the mayor dad is realizing or remembering that he didn't give him his money out of spite, so he gets up and walks out of his daughter's play to go make up with Daniel Baldwin, and I just wrote in my notes, good, walk out of your daughter's play. More blowjobs for me in six years. <laughs> Wait. In six years? However many years you, you need me to say for this kid. We need to say more than six years. Uh, six years <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> so, so he he leaves yeah and he goes to give give baldwin the money and uh this is this is kind of how they're they're gonna they're gonna wrap this whole thing with a little lesson here at, at baldwin's house it's I, I I don't even understand. Like, what, what was what was supposed to be the? Le- I I don't even know what they were I trying to no say. No idea. They come and they're just like, "Hey, the whole town is here." And then the little girl sings a Jesus song at him. I wanted so badly for him to just belt her in the face with a snowball. I would buy a thousand <laughs> DVDs of this movie if he had just like hit her in the throat with a snowball and been like, "Still an atheist." Thank you for the cookie. <laughs> he just grabs the cookies and runs back inside. Right. <laughs> But yeah, the whole town shows up and and they they all were super duper nice to him in the hopes that he would switch religions. I don't get this. So they invited the, the entire town to like witness the humiliation of exposing the fact that he got fired from his law <laughs> firm and has no more money and he lives on a couch with no furniture else besides that and can't even afford electricity. Like it, it's it makes no sense. And the whole town shows up. They have wrapped presents for him. They're all for him. <laughs> I feel like this would have taken place. And it makes no sense. It's very obvious they got to this point in the script and they were like, yeah. the whole town shows up for this, uh, fun times. <laughs> but yeah, they, they all, I wanted them to cut to Daniel Baldwin just like tearing open Transformers gifts from like <laughs> Toys for Dots bins. Squealing like that's on the next prime. No, but they all go inside the whole town or a whole bunch of everybody was at the pageant goes inside and somebody strung up Christmas lights within seconds and also turned all the electricity back on and uh, they have a little Christmas not Christmas Christmas party for the angry sad atheist. Yep, and and now it's time for the wrap up of this movie which is them setting up the nativity scene in a park now <laughs> right. he's he shows up daniel baldwin drives up and uncle uncle greg and and mayor mitch they're they're putting all the really really again i, I can't emphasize this enough extremely ugly statues that, that make up this nativity scene and they've got the proper permits to put it in a park and technically would have to allow a Muslim guy to put up a Muslim thing, but absolutely they would murder the guy if he tried to put up a Muslim thing. Right, exactly. And and Daniel Baldwin has come because he's dropped his complaint, so they can enforce religion through the government or something. (laughs) They brought him cookies. It's so lazy. He's just like, here's two pieces of paper that resolves all the conflicts in the movie. It's (laughs) it's done. It's (laughs) over. Credits. And there we go. Right. And, and again, 
He brings the paper over and Uncle Greg, like he can't hear him, goes, I refuse to be ashamed of Jesus. And Daniel Baldwin's just like, yeah, that that wasn't the point of what I was doing or or this. <laughs> nope. Not but, even, um, a little. This is the end of the movie, so just going to nod. And then we get a little bit of credits and then we get the, literally the worst thing I've ever seen, perhaps. Ah! It's. Well, we learned that this movie, right as the credits uh, start, we learned that this movie was based on the hit song by Go Fish, which you all need to go <laughs> listen to because it is a hip hop music version of Uncle Greg's rant. It's like, I was going to a Christmas store and she said to me, happy holidays, have a happy holiday. And I was like, fuck you, you Jewish bitch. Ricky Ra. It's the best. They based a movie on that song. They did. That's the title of the song is Christmas with a capital C. And they yep. definitely made that they admit that they made the, this movie is based on that song and it's terrible. Yep. But even more terrible is what comes next after we get a little bit of the credits. Oh yeah. Terrible fucking song. We get uh, Brad Stein is his name. The guy who plays Uncle Greg. He is. A stand-up comedian. He's really in real life a stand-up comedian, and he was he was on the Apostles of Comedy thing that was like which is on Netflix, comedy, and we should totally do it. Yeah, I you are one step ahead of me, Eli Bosnick. Yes, it's absolutely <laughs> got to be on the docket. It is terrible, and he's just it's he's that guy. Like like you already described it a little bit. He's that like oh he's he's the funny guy, and he's it's just all. Making faces and swinging his arm. Like the bit would be the same with or without audio. It's just him crossing his <laughs> eyes. And he picks up his mic stand and he made, it's a dick. Look, my mic stand's a dick. No, it's Hilarious. not a dick. Uh, it's not, he, this is, this guy has not reached the level of my mic stand's a dick. No, in, in fact, it was a witch's broom. He was making fun of witches. In, in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually went and watched some of his stand-up. I, I don't know why I wanted to hurt myself. It was, it was so <laughs> rough. Oh, amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, with Apostles of Comedy officially on the docket for one of the upcoming God-awful movies, that's going to do it for a review of Christmas with a capital C. But that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to tell you about next week's Daniel Baldwin. We've got one. So tell us, Eli, what is on deck? We don't have next week. What do you mean next week's Daniel Baldwin? <laughs> I, I mean, the, the the equivalent, we have somebody else who, a name that could be instead, would say this week's Daniel Baldwin is next. It's an analogy. <laughs> 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 What's happening? What? Bail me out of this. What's going on? Rescue. Rescue line. Rescue line. Chris, Christmas gone viral. <laughs> Ray Gumford is the Daniel Baldwin. It makes sense. What is this? A fu fucking SAT question? <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. But next week, like you go okay, Christmas with the capital C. I say this part. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin next week this is an analogy what's okay, next so Eli Daniel Baldwin's not in next week movie no everyone. he's not no, I feel like that was confusing alright I see what you're saying <laughs> he no longer knows how to construct sentences this is going badly this Noah is, is much better at this the job than I am god Christmas damn it Christmas 
gone viral. <laughs> Ray Comfort bothers people on the street to tell them that Jesus is the reason for Christmas. It's amazing. <laughs> Much right. like Daniel Baldwin. Much thank you. Much like Daniel Baldwin. Much Daniel this week. Baldwin. I, sh- I should always be the host. I'm crushing it. I'm the so. host when he dies. We've, I was a Vulcan dog. We need to get. We don't know how bad this flu is. We should be ready. Need plans. All right. So, so with all that, to look forward to. We're going to bring episode 121 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make this show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. We also apologize for all the shenanigans that may or may not be happening with with Patreon. Hopefully, that gets Thank solved. you for saying. Thank, Thank you. you. If you need to, stop supporting opening arguments. That's eight times a <laughs> week or whatever. Cut that show, right? Ugh. They're fine. They don't need the money. There's three of us. Okay, you can also help us out a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, The Skeptocrat, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres, who we just told you to stop listening to his show and <laughs> no, still listen. Don't give him any money. Give us <laughs> his money. Give us his money is what we're saying. Our yeah. theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotic of Evil Drafts on Mars. One All guy. Music was one guy. It's not a band. <laughs> it's, it's one guy. A, it's a band. There's other people in it. It's Evil Drafts. All right. Doesn't matter. It was written and performed. All the other. You ruin it. I'm fucking this all up. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and uh, also was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For No Illusions and Eli Bosnick, I'm Ethan Wright, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Noah had to be wrapped in blankets like a cat having its nails cut to have him take a week off. He bites. <laughs> And we really, really promise to have him back as soon as possible. I apologize. <laughs> you like it when we're, he's gone. So you message me and you're like, you guys, we can get wild and free. We can say the stuff he doesn't let us. Yeah, that person, that person <laughs> is incorrect. <laughs> no, please come back soon. Please don't include the racial slur I just this said, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need you to beep that out. I like how you added that you don't like the chicken breast. <laughs> I wonder if we were allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You just said okay. Yeah, I didn't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> you booed it. <laughs> Boo. Gross. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.